0: What's up everyone, Iceman here. New Era Cap is the official headwear provider of the MLB, NFL, and the NBA, and a global brand of sport, culture, and self-expression for over 100 years. Whether it's to match your fit of the day or root on your favorite sports team, New Era Cap will always have you covered. As a born and raised New Englander and former marathon runner, the Boston Marathon holds a special place in my heart. The Red Sox New Era City Connect series designed in the Boston Marathon's colors are a great reminder to me of my heritage my past, present, and future on full display. I wear this hat often, both on and off camera. If you want to support your favorite team, wear what the players wear, or accentuate your favorite pair of sneakers, New Era has you covered. Shop the official headwear by visiting neweracap.com iceman and use code ICEMAN at checkout and get 15% off. That's right, 15% off. Get after it and save now. How important is it that we leave a lasting legacy when we pass on in this earth? We're going to get into that this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. I'm so happy to have you back. I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode where I talked about Kobe Bryant. I talked about how they were bringing back the Kobe 8, sort of restarting the legacy of Kobe. Now, I know a lot of people have said to me since that episode came out, Maybe it's just the fact that we want Kobe's and they're giving it to us. I'd like to think that sneaker companies care that much about what we want. I know that in my cynical mind, it's about making money, but I do believe for the people that are involved who have a deep connection to Kobe, that the legacy does matter. And by restarting the legacy with Nike and bringing the Kobe 8 to the forefront with what is a very meaningful colorway in the halos, I think that it actually does something a little bit more sentimental and adding to that legacy. Last week when we talked about legacy, I talked about how it was important that we leave a lasting legacy and that as a parent, you find yourself wanting to leave some kind of impression on your children so that they can take that and take that out into the earth. And last week I talked about some personal stuff and we're going to get a little sentimental this week. I understand that this show is about sneakers, but I think also when it comes to content creation, I think that sometimes we get so invested in the content itself that we sort of forget about the fact that there's a human being on the other side of that camera. So when you're watching this and you're seeing me on YouTube or even if you're listening to this, there's a human being sitting in this chair, sitting behind this microphone. I think sometimes that gets lost because I think we get invested, we want the content to be what we think it should be, and then sometimes I think we just sort of, we forget that there's somebody else here. There's somebody else behind the camera or the microphone. They have a family. They have responsibilities. They have obligations. When I think about this show, it really at the root of it is about me. I am very important to the show and not because I think that I'm self-important compared to other people, but I believe that I'm important to the show because you are watching or listening because of the perspective that I bring and you find something enjoyable about the personality that I have. And I think that for this episode, I want to sort of take the focus away from sneakers and get into myself a little bit. It's going to happen from time to time because I believe it's very important for myself to humanize me for you. I think that that's important for you to remember that Matt Freitz is an individual. And while I'm a sneaker lover, I'm a podcaster, content creator, and I do put my likeness out there for everybody to see, I think that it's important for you to at least come to understand that. When I talked about Legacy last week, I was really thinking about this episode and I sort of had the content that I was gonna do for this episode in mind. Two years ago this week, my mom passed away from complications of brain cancer. She was 60 years old. 60 is relatively young if you think about the life expectancy of a human being. It does offer a lot of time to do many things in this life. At 40 years old, obviously that would mean I have 20 years left on this earth. There's a lot you can accomplish in that time frame, but 60 years old still feels very, very young. I'd be lying to you if I wasn't going to say that I didn't think about her every single day since she passed. We had a very complicated relationship, but one of the things we were able to accomplish at the end was come to peace with each other over the many really petty squabbles that we had over the years, some of which had aggregated to a point of estrangement with each other. My mom was a good mom. She grew up in a time when it wasn't really, it wasn't important for your mental health to be addressed. It wasn't until very, very recently that we took mental health seriously. And while my mom obviously was a high-functioning individual, I do believe that the genetics she was handed, which is of no fault of her own, provided her with a lot of mental health challenges that I think made it challenging for her to be somebody that was approachable, much of my childhood she was very unapproachable but she was also very loving at the same time. When I think about my childhood, I don't think about being unloved or being uncared for. As a matter of fact, I found myself being overloved, overcared for. I think sometimes my mom would overstep her bounds when it came to her love because I think there was a fear that was somewhere inside of her that if she didn't love me so fiercely that maybe I wouldn't reciprocate that love back wasn't until I was 30-something years old that I realized that that's where a lot of the crux of our issues came from. My mom was a lot of fun, and she liked to be an adventurer. When she was married to my dad, she really wasn't afforded that because she had a child at age 21. Imagine where you were at age 21 or where you are right now if you're watching this or listening to this and you are that young or even younger. You probably feel like your entire life is ahead of you. And in many respects, you would be correct because when we're young, we feel invincible. Time feels like something that is bountiful. It doesn't feel like a finite commodity. When in reality, as we get older, and it's something that I have learned, and I'm sure the older listeners and viewers probably feel the same way. As you get older, you start to come to grips with the reality that time is actually very fleeting. And I think my mom, for many, many years, wanted to sort of get back some of what she felt like she lost when she was married And when I was young. And that's not to say, as a parent, that she regretted having me. Anybody who is a parent out there, you understand what I'm talking about that you're solely dedicated to that child, and rightfully so. Sometimes it comes at an expense of who you are. And I think for many years, based off of who she was married to, the lifestyle that they led, and obviously having a young child at home, I think my mom felt like she sacrificed a lot of who she was, or who I guess she wanted to be. And when I got older, she started doing more and more adventurous things. Over the years, my mom and I grew to be very, very close. We went on a lot of trips together. Things started to unravel as I got into adulthood. When I went off to college, I think my mom realized or that fear became realized that I was no longer in the house. And I think she was unable to physically detach herself from the love that I think that she wanted to spread on me for all of those years. And I started to become more and more who I was as an individual. And I think the combination of those two things spread us apart over the course of probably about 10 years. So by the time I graduated from college to the time that we became estranged, it was about a 10-year period. And I noticed over time that there were cracks that were propagating in our relationship. And I, for the fault of my own, wasn't able to say no to her in many of these respects. And I think that because I wasn't in a good place as a human being. I didn't fully understand who I was. I was unable to really identify what was going on in our relationship. Many things happen in humanity. Human relationships are interesting to me because I think that we expect perfection out of one another. I'm sure if you are listening to this right now, you can think of somebody for whom you either are estranged from or have been estranged from at one time, and it's because of something dumb. And a lot of times, we think that something is very, very important They looked at us the wrong way. They said something to us that we didn't really like. They owe us money. Now, there is a line when it comes to the money part. I think you understand the examples that I am giving. I think a lot of times we expect other human beings to be perfect around us, that they should look at us the right way, talk to us the right way. And if we're having a bad day, they should understand that. And I think we don't feel like we should reciprocate that back, that we should somehow just be given that carte blanche for everybody to treat us that way, And we don't really need to reciprocate that. But human relationships are complicated. Humanity is complicated. And over time, especially with the people that we are closest to, we are going to develop these cracks in their relationship. You're going to have squabbles. They're going to be petty. And you know what? It's gonna happen. But here's the thing, and this is what I have learned over time, is that there's always a place for second chances. Always there is. And with my mom, we were able to achieve that. Unfortunately, it took a long time for that to happen. And the only thing that we got back in our relationship was one year, but that year was very fruitful. We were able to say some things to each other that maybe we should have a long time ago. She was able to become a grandmother. That's something she always wanted. I had a child very, very late in life. And so for her to be able to live that truth for a full year, even if she wasn't herself that entire year, it meant a lot to her. And by extension, it meant a lot to me. As I sat there with her on her deathbed, I was able to say a lot of the things that I had wanted to over the years. Not angry, not really even confrontational, just genuine. It was cathartic in a lot of ways and that's because my mother reciprocated it. She heard it. Even though she was sitting there a shell of herself, she understood what I meant and she heard me and she spoke to me, even though she really wasn't able to communicate all that well and it was in that moment together that I came to a place of understanding of just what the last 30-something years of our relationship had been. As I'm sitting here now with you and two years have gone by since she has passed onto this earth, I think about a lot of things. I think about myself, I think about her, I think about our relationship, the times we had and the times that we lost. But I also think about the lessons that I have learned over that time period. And I try to apply them to my life every single day. I try to look in the mirror and say, how can I be incrementally a better person today? One of the things that has helped along this journey of grief, and if you're going through it or have been through it, it's a cyclical roller coaster. It's never gonna be even. Some days you're gonna feel great. Some days you're not gonna feel great. But one thing I do know is that this content journey that I'm on has really afforded me the ability to be myself and to get lost in that so that when that grief comes along, I have something that I can emotionally attach myself to that isn't just my family or anything else. Because sometimes we need something else besides the things that are right around us. Podcasting has been a wonderful thing for me. I'm living a dream as we speak. And I have to say, even though I say it every single week, when I tell you that I'm humbled by you giving your time to this show or any other show that I've done, it's because I genuinely mean it. It's because this is a dream for me to be able to speak into a microphone, into this camera, and for just one person to listen to it. It amazes me every day. And the other thing about this that keeps me going is no matter what I did in my life, all of the ventures that I was part of, marathon running, anything, my mom was always there to cheer me on. She was always my biggest fan. And again, even if the cracks in our relationships were starting to form and become larger over time, she was still there. And that's the symbol of a good supportive parent. Tough love is necessary sometimes. I get it. But at the end of the day, for me, being a parent is about no matter how I feel about you or what you've done, I love you. And I'm here to help you get to the next step in this journey, whatever the solution is. And I'm here to support you 100% no matter what. And my mom did that. Even though we were estranged, I think the two of us just were not in the right place to fully reconcile a relationship that needed a lot of help. And we can't get that back. I can't get those five years back. You can't get those birthdays missed, the holidays missed, and just the random Sunday phone calls that were missed. I do miss those about her. I wish that she was here right now to be able to see how great my son is, to be a part of this relationship, to build a new family dynamic. And I don't get that, but it's okay. That's how life works. Life is not always going to be fair. Life is not always going to be easy. But one of the things that I wanted to stress upon you in this episode, it doesn't have to be somebody as close as a mom. It could be a friend, anybody. If you can think of somebody that you need to talk to, that you need to call or text to rekindle a relationship, to fix an issue that you've had, then do it now pick up the phone, call them, text them, whatever you have to do that's the most comfortable to just start the process, do it now. Because you don't ever wanna get to a position in which you can no longer do that. Life is very, very short. It doesn't have an infinite amount of staying power with you. One of these days we're going to wake up and it will be our time. We don't know when that is, none of us do. Some of us believe in certain things, some of us don't. But what I do know is that what we do bring to the afterlife with us and what the survivors, our loved ones keep with them are those memories, the laughter that we had, the stories that you can tell about somebody, not the material goods. When I die, nobody in my family or in my close circle is gonna even talk about the fact of how many sneakers that I have. Don't get me wrong, I love sneakers and you should too, but at the end of it all, they're not the be-all, end-all of humanity. And that's what I tried to talk about a couple of weeks ago. They're a small part of who we are. And make sure that the bigger parts of who we are are the parts that you're really cultivating. Make sure you help to fix those relationships. At least try, because that's all that you can say is that you tried. And while I'm never gonna be able to convey to you how my mom really was or give you all the nitty gritty about the relationship that we had, what I can tell you is that I miss her. I wish she was here for all of what is happening in my life but I regret nothing about what happened in a relationship. We came to a place of peace together. And even though it was in a period where she was hours away almost from dying, it was worth it. That was one of the best things that we ever did together and it came in death. There is something freeing about loving so much. When you love somebody or something so much that you're able to almost be broken apart and vulnerable when you no longer have that in your life, That's very, very powerful. These days, we are taught to be more vulnerable. And a lot of men are actually embracing being vulnerable. And if you're not ready for that, that's okay. You don't have to be where I am. But it took that kind of death and that kind of loss to really make me understand that where I am now, this fierce love that I have for other people in my life, it is the most healthiest thing that I can do. And I regret nothing about it, but I do implore you, pick up the phone rekindle that relationship. Release of the week, where I like to give you a shoe that catches my eye. It's not always hype, rarely is it, but it's just something that I want you to know about. This is a sentimental episode, so you're probably thinking, how could he do a release of the week? Well, We need to bring it back a little bit. We need to end it on a positive note because not all is doom and gloom. There is a lot of hope to be had out there. I wanna take this time to shout out a friend of mine, Ryan Leskis. He is the host of a podcast called Pain Productions. If you live or are familiar with the Champaign, Illinois area, he is your man for champagne-related podcasting and he does a great job. He's also sort of a closet sneakerhead. He's not nearly where we all are but he appreciates the art of what we have going on. Every so often, we will text each other about a shoe. I usually kind of know what he likes. And the release of the week this week is 100% in homage to him, and that is the Air Max 94 Charles Barkley. They are releasing it this week in the OG colorway or the original style, black, purple, white, very, very similar to the Phoenix Suns colors. But it's Charles Barkley, man. If you're not familiar with who he is, go look him up. Go look up his highlights. One of the best players to ever play. Didn't win a championship, but still an incredible NBA player. The Round Mound of Rebound, one of the most interesting names, but I think most applicable. A lot of young people know him for his TV prowess today on TNT during the NBA season, but he's a great player on the Dream Team. Just a fantastic player. And that shoe is very much a throwback to a different time, 1994 I was 11 years old when that shoe came out. But you know what? It has a style all its own because the 90s really had a style all its own. So go ahead and check that out, pick it up, but maybe leave a pair for my man, Ryan Leskis. How do you feel about Legacy? Have you experienced this kind of loss in your life? I would love to hear from you. Call or text the show 703-718-6314. Don't forget, we're a part of INC Sports on YouTube. And that is the number that I usually will give out to give sports opinions or have people call the show and tell us we're full of crap. But in this instance, if you're watching or listening, call and tell me about a loved one that you've lost and those memories. I'd love to hear about it and connect with you on a personal level about that. You can find the show on Instagram, of course, at firefootwearpod is the handle to do that. You can find the show and some clips on TikTok at firefootwearpod is the way to do that as well. If you're really, really into Facebook, you can find me, Pod there. MattySMediaNetwork.com. of course. We're under construction, but we'll bring it back. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. It's not mandatory, but it does help. And for those listeners on Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, make sure to hit follow, subscribe, and give ratings where applicable. Fam, I hope that this finds you well. I hope that this finds you safe. And I hope between now and the next episode, you pick up that phone, And you call or text somebody and you can slightly start to rekindle that relationship. I'll see you all next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.